Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, today's message is going to come uh, from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses uh, 6 through 14. Again, that is the book of Acts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, in the New Testament, then the book of Acts. I'm going to be reading the first chapter, verses uh, 6 through 14. Again, that is Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 14. Um, there are many translations of God's word. Uh, today, I'm going to be reading from uh, the New International Version. Let's see what it has to say for us today. Amen. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Then they, being the disciples, gathered around him, him being Jesus, and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid them him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem on the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, <clears throat> they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. O oh Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is great and greatly to be praised. We thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes from above. We thank you for the opportunity to gather in your word, Lord God. Here I am, but your humble servant, um, sitting behind your sacred desk. I ask that every word that I speak and every thought that I think be acceptable in your sight. Hide me behind your cross so that people don't see me, but they see Jesus. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that is ours to share together, I would like to talk a little bit about the men and women of Galilee. The men and women of Galilee. You know, I spend a lot of time uh, looking at uh, history-making events. And um, while I don't commit them to memory, I, I do take note. 
every time there's the first time a woman has done something or is the first time an African-American has done something, the first time a Hispanic uh, has done something. Uh, these people who are of a diverse uh, ethnicity um, in 2023, we are still having firsts. So I like to take note of that. Um, and one thing I know, I look at uh, being so close uh, in proximity to the NASA Space Center, I think about astronauts. And although the first astronauts were all men, crews going into space these days often include men and women. Uh, SpaceX Crew 5, which launched to the International Space Station on October 6th of 2022, consisted of two men and two women. And one of the women was a commander of the flight. It is, of course, a good thing, right, that such opportunities and responsibilities be open to both sexes. Uh, but historically speaking, it has taken a long time to get there. Um, and the reason I bring it up is because uh, the text says uh, that the men of Galilee were addressed by um, the, uh, the men or angels dressed in white. There is some debate among the scholars about whether or not that Greek word is strictly uh, well, not the Greek word, but whether or not there were actually just men there or were there men and women there. And uh, that seems jarringly clear in a, another going into the sky moment, uh, talking about the ascension of Jesus Christ. When Jesus was taken up through a cloud into the heavens, as those who witnessed the phenomenon stood dumbstruck, Staring into the sky, two heavenly messengers, specifically identified as men, said to them, men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking toward heaven? Uh, this passage is from the, uh, the book of Acts, which is written by the author of, of the author of Acts is also the author of Luke. And he writes uh, the book of Acts to a man by the name of Theophilus. And one of the things I've learned in preaching to appreciate from the gospel according to Luke or the author in general for both the gospel according to Luke and the book of Acts is that he is focused on God and connected to history and connected to the community. He hits all of them. He's not so spiritually minded that he's no earthly good in his telling of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's not so community minded that he's not any spiritually good. And he pays attention to the history. And the preface uh, that I read for you closes with a summary statement in verses 12 through 14. And this community of believers includes both male disciples 11 disciples are named uh, preparing for Judas Iscariot's replacement uh, later on in the text and women with Mary explicitly named alongside the mention of 
Jesus's brothers. This acts, this reading goes through and it plainly states that the apostles devoted themselves to prayer and they were together, the text says, with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. And so there's a reasonable likelihood that not only did men witness the ascension into the sky, uh, but women did as well. Um, they, uh, they being the disciples are in a rough situation. Uh, they have encountered the risen savior and he has spent time with them trying to go over everything that he taught them during his years of ministry. And so they are giving uh, uh, they are getting lessons rather, and Jesus is giving them assurance. He starts off with giving them assurance and he tells them uh, in verse four, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He's letting them know that the situation is about to change. Your shepherd is about to leave, but somebody is coming behind your shepherd that is going to be able to take care of you. It's going to be able to give you what you need. It's going to be able to give you what was promised. But in Jesus providing assurance, there is confusion. Let the church say confusion. Put confusion in the comments. Uh, the apostles hearing about what Jesus has done, believing him to be the Messiah, coming in contact with the risen Savior, are still expecting a militaristic victory. Uh, they want to know if Jesus is going to establish his kingdom on Israel. They want to know if Jesus is going to overthrow the Roman oppression. They want to know if Jesus is going to do these things. Jesus had spoken of the kingdom and promised the coming of the spirit. So his disciples are wondering, well, what you going to do about fixing our home back up? Ah, they want militaristic saving. They want their hometown to be fixed. They want the place that they call home to be restored. You know, I, 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 my, I've spent time as a politician. And one thing I found very interesting about being a politician, particularly at the municipal level, is that people tend to believe if you haven't taking care of what I need or what I want, then you haven't done anything. You can fix 20 streets, but if you didn't fix my street, you haven't fixed any. You can fill thousands of potholes, but if you haven't fixed the pothole I bumped my tire on, you haven't fixed any potholes. Kind of like that in the church. Um, uh, you can visit... 50 people in the hospital. But if you didn't come visit me, you haven't visit anybody. You, you can do these things. People are focused on what they know and they are concerned about where their feet are. And I see the disciples were confused when he started talking about kingdom, this and the Holy Spirit, that. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about my place? What are we going to do with my place. And so Jesus, in response to the confusion, provides clarification. 
Let the church say clarification. Put clarification in the comments. Jesus tells them that the Father is going to determine what when that occurs. You know, Jesus does not spend a lot of time talking about what is not yet, but he wants them to focus on what's right now. Um, you know, he doesn't want them to get away with uh, spending time coming up with a strategic plan and then just putting that plan on a shelf and, and leaving it there. He doesn't want them to spend a bunch of time uh, talking about what could happen. He's letting them know that they need to focus on what they can do right now. And what they can do right now is about saving more than just Israel. Uh, God's plan of renewal is mediated through Israel. Uh, but it's going to reach beyond those who have been disenfranchised from Israel's commonwealth. This is not just for the current church folk. This is also for the Gentiles. This is also for the people who didn't grow up in church. This is also for the men and the women. Uh, the reign of God for Luke is challenging Israel's claim to have exclusive rights within and, and an exclusive position in God's plan. Uh, they're going to include some new people. They're going to include some people who may not have grown up in church all the time. You know, uh, it, when you read through Acts, right, it, 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 it indicates that the early uh, Christian communities encountered some um, integration problems. Uh, the, the, the seasoned saints didn't care too much about bringing in new saints. The, those who had grown up in it and were born into it uh, had a problem with those who weren't born into it. And, and, and this became a new social entity. Uh, this, this thing that we came to call Christianity uh, became an integration of Jew and Gentile coming into one people of God through Jesus Christ. So Jesus provided the clarification that this is not just about Israel. This is about the world at large. And he provided that clarification. And after he provided that clarification, he gave them a commission. Let the church say commission. Put commission in the comments. Uh, Jesus says, don't worry about just restoring Israel. And, and don't worry about what time and when this is going to happen uh, in the future. Worry about what you can do right now to make something different. And, and so he says, meanwhile, they need to witness to Jerusalem and Judea and, and, and Samaria and the ends of the earth. That's what you need to be concerned about. And, and so how do we live as disciples with this now departed Jesus, right? Jesus has gone into the sky and we are waiting for him to come back. Jesus basically told them, don't worry about it. Wait, watch and pray. You see, faith is about waiting sometimes. It doesn't happen instantly. You don't get everything you want as fast as it takes to microwave a hot pocket. Sometimes it takes some work. You have to wait. And then not only uh, do you have to wait, but sometimes faith is about action. 
Uh, discipleship is about an active witness more than a personal relationship. I have trouble with people who are so focused on having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that they use that to supersede not showing any love for their fellow man. They told, they asked Jesus which was the greatest commandment, and he gave them two, to love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul, and the second was like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So if we want to be inclusive, if we want to allow people into the kingdom, we can't be so focused on loving the Lord God with all our heart and all our mind and all our soul that we forget about loving our neighbor as ourself. He tells them that they're going to receive power. And I like when he says that they're going to receive power. Uh, the Greek word for that's used for that's translated into power is dunamis in the Greek. That's dynamite. That's the closest it is compared to dynamite. And this Holy Spirit is going to give them a dynamite sized power to be able to witness. So you don't get the, the Holy Spirit just to dance off something and, and, and be all by yourself. It's spiritual and functional. You get the power from the Holy Spirit and you go tell somebody else about it. And then they all joined in prayer. He said, don't worry about this stuff. Watch what's going on. Wait upon the Lord and pray. Prayer is an active practice. And Jesus tells them not to leave Jerusalem just yet, but wait for that power. Wait for what's coming on and understand you're going to have to complete a mission that is bigger than what you originally thought. Pray a little longer, Jesus says. Uh, I'm going to work from home for a little while. And so he ascends into heaven. And he is in heaven And they wait. They're told to wait just a little longer. Has thou not known? Has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall utterly fail and faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail, Whether but they that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings, as, they shall renew their strength, it says, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, run and not get weary, walk and not faint. Just wait a little longer and pray. Now is the time to pray more than ever, to be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, and with thanksgiving, make your request be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We are commissioned to do work. We are commissioned to complete a job. And know that the same way that they saw Jesus leave is the same way they are going to see him return. In the meantime... You have a commission. Don't worry about these things. Watch the right things. Wait on the Lord and pray. 
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come. Pray with me, please. O Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Your name is great and greatly to be praised. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. You are the good shepherd. You are the bishop of souls. You are the rose of Sharon. You are the one who is and who was and who is to come. You are the only wise God, and we thank you for this word that went forth, for those who heard it and those who may hear it later that those who have a desire to know Jesus Christ and the pardoning of their sins will ask, what must I do to become saved? Allow this word to reach your people. Through your Holy Spirit, let it be a seed that is planted in good soil and produces a great harvest, 30, 60, 100 fold. It is in your son's precious, perfect, powerful name, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. <laughs> 